Hi guys, welcome, welcome back to Saddle Bunny. Uh, we have everyone's favorite guest here. He's in good spirits. What up? <laughs> <laughs> it's Ethan. I get a lot of messages about people saying the way you look at life, how simple it is. It really inspires them. Oh yeah, simple, yeah. simple thoughts. Yeah, it really inspires them. They wish they could think like you. If only you guys were dumber. If only you guys were dumber. That's really kind of you to say <laughs> to all these people. That means I said that. I just call them all too smart. You're all too smart for Ethan. That's right. Um, today we have Ethan on the podcast. I do got a good story for that. About being too smart? No. About thinking about absolutely nothing. What do you mean? living your life like that. Well, the other day I was at work. Oh my god! And uh, I was telling the story about my life. And what uh, do you mean this story about your <laughs> life? Your life story? Yeah. Okay. I was born in Kentucky in Elizabethtown on January no, 29th, no, 1997. No, no. What? I moved out when I was 17 and a half. I graduated early. Okay. You know, I didn't get along with my dad, and so my grandma said I had to graduate high school first before I moved out. So I fucking went online and I graduated early and then I moved out with her. And then I was 18. I became a CNA, which is the person who takes care of old people and like gives them baths and shit in the nursing home at 18 years old. Yeah. I did that for a couple of years. And what I did is I would work 16 hour shifts every Saturday and Sunday. And then I would go to full-time school during the week and work overtime. Yeah. And someone was like, wow, like, why did you do all that? And I said, I literally said, this is my response. I go, I don't know. <laughs> and they go, uh, well, what gave you the motivation? Like, what were you thinking? I was like, I guess I really wasn't. <laughs> and then I go, I go, yeah, you know, I was pretty simple-minded at that time. I was just going to work in school. They're I don't like, think that's what I don't really know if that's what it means. Yeah, I don't I think like, that's what you meant I to say know. about yourself. I just fucking did it, I guess. You have no reason? Just moving on. I don't know. <laughs> you just were like, yeah, I think I'll... You said, wow, what, what gave you the motivation? You're like, <laughs> survival? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really truly it's like i had to leave my parents house so what other option was there i didn't really think about it i just kind of i don't know went to work and went to school and then you proposed to somebody when you were 18 yep and now we've been married for seven years <laughs> what gave you the what gave you the motivation to do that that juicy ass okay that's not <laughs> you can edit that out no that's, that's not what the podcast no. is about <laughs> let's, let's calm down okay um also you keep pushing my chair back with your feet nice all right let me rest my feet on your chair and you can rest like mine's rolling back when you put I your feet like on we it. need a better podcast couch this is going to be like a thing uh, who comment, said it was comment a down thing? below if you want this to be a thing there's no comments <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what, uh, if we if we just have a podcast, look, the people have spoken. What do they, they want our podcast to be called? The people have spoken. You can't be a permanent guest on a they podcast called Saddle Bunny. More of me. So, what would your pod? What would our podcast be called? I don't know, but th- this people have spoken. They've come out in great numbers. You don't even know the numbers. Well, I feel like they have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel and like the they've people. Come out want more of me i don't know if it's a you thing i think it's an us thing because if i just gave you your own podcast what would you even fucking talk about probably not much yeah you would you'd have 30 second episodes where you get on the mic and you're like i don't want to talk to anybody but and then that would be the whole thing it'd be a great fucking podcast i play some jams you can't play music on this it's copyright skin's copyright well not on my podcast no, every podcast you can't play Mine music would be on. Different. It's not just <laughs> in my podcast. There would be in the, in my imaginary podcast world, there would be no copyright laws. In my podcast, there's hella jams, and yeah. we would just be vibing together. It's imaginary, clearly, because you literally can't do that. No, you know what, guys? Follow me at my podcast, and we will vibe. <laughs> What's your podcast? <laughs> what is it? 
<laughs> follow me at my podcast well it's not out yet you know what comment down below if you want me to have my own podcast no he's you not getting vibe. his own podcast if music. anything it would be in a podcast that you and i have together separate from this podcast i don't know what we would talk about anyways moving on <laughs> welcome to the podcast guys (laughs) starting it off strong Uh, here yep um ethan's back because he went to his rodeo finals i did i did and he had a lot of experiences there that i wanted to talk about in a long form online and i he won't do a youtube video this is the most i can get out of him at least you got some he'll be in the youtube video but he isn't going to do a sit down no youtube video thing i'm too awkward I don't think that's a problem. It's part of the problem. You <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's not it. You're just lazy. You just don't want to. I don't know. You're like, I, mean, I have a lazy Ugh. eye. I don't want anyone to see it. You don't have a lazy <laughs> eye. Where did you come up with that? Do you actually think you have a lazy they eye? They won't know if I'm looking at the camera or somewhere else. Do you actually think you have a lazy eye? No, I'm just being funny. <laughs> What the fuck? Why? <laughs> Remember when I worked at that craft store and my manager actually did have a lazy eye? Yeah. And I worked there for like three years and she had a lazy eye the whole time. Sorry if you have a lazy eye. Uh, did you have a hard time talking to her? Um, At first I did because I didn't know where to look. And I'm not being mean. I'm being serious. I just didn't. But then after a while, you just know. She's like trying to show you something eye. on the shelf. She's like, look right over here. And you're like, what the fuck are you looking no, at? No, she would always position herself so her good eye was the direction that you needed to look at she was really good about it um i say that like as if everybody that has a lazy eye needs to be good about it i'm not meaning that i'm just meaning it is it was really easy to like I, it was fine she was a really nice lady and i'm not hating on anyone with lazy eyes that's not what i'm doing i'm just saying it was challenging honestly for me i'm jealous of people with lazy eyes because i feel like you can look at more things like your peripheral vision has got to be much larger I feel like you could do more things like a fucking chameleon. I don't think you should be saying this. This means... I think that's not true. I think actually that whole vision is like gone for them. Because well, both that's your... not how I imagine it. I, feel, I imagine it like a superpower. No, I don't. I'm looking it up now. What does it look like? You're just looking it up mid-podcast? Yeah, I do this sometimes because I just need to know. So See, this is why can... we need an assistant. Yeah. So we can write what in the middle of all the podcasts. Because when I listen to Joe Rogan, they like they tell the person behind, hey, look that up. You know, that's what we need. What does lazy eye vision look like? Hold on. What does lazy eye vision look like? You couldn't type that out? I could, but it would be slow. It's it, It's not showing me what it would look like. G T S. It's saying that it's just gonna be oh, Google that shit. All of your vision is just um blurred. Oh. Well, that's not how it would be if I had one. Yeah. So. I don't think you get to choose what your lazy eye is like. Well mine would be better. Yeah, no, power. you don't have insane peripheral vision. This is what it would look like. One eye would be fuzzy and one eye would be clear all the time and it would be the same thing you're looking at. It looks like glaucoma. I don't think you're Googling it. Ethan glaucoma. Just because an eye looks fuzzy doesn't mean that that's the vision you're getting out of it. Glaucoma, you can't see at all. I don't agree. Okay. Agree to disagree. It's it's not a disagree or agree thing. They know how they can see. Like, it's not something you can just like... Not not my lazy eye. You don't have a lazy eye. My lazy eye. Just so everyone... Just to be insanely clear, Ethan does not and has never had a lazy eye. She's lying. He doesn't have one. He's never had one. He does not have a lazy eye. She's lying. And that is why... Let the record show that Ethan doesn't have a lazy eye, but he was born with eight nipples. <laughs> three on the back and six on the front. Actually, nine. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true at all. They'll never know. They do know that you don't have a lazy eye, though, because they can find your Instagram. Well, they will, because I flashed my nipple in the last YouTube. I blurred it. I blurred all your nipples. All six of them. <laughs> so they can't see it. I think they can look through a blur and see a little dark spot. No, they can't. I blurred it really well. 
Comment down below if you <laughs> can see <laughs> my nipple through the blur. <laughs> Snipples, all six of them. Anyway, he's here because he went to the finals, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about on here because this is the best place for us to have long conversations. Um, and everybody's been kind of following the finals journey and all that. And this podcast is even going to be a day late, or maybe even yeah, a day late because we decided to have this talk and. Tell me about your year of rodeo. My year of rodeo. Yeah, tell me about how you started the year. Honestly, I don't have a great memory. What are you trying to get at? <laughs> you say it as if I'm trying to get you to say something. What what it when you started the year? Mm-hmm. What did it look like? What were you doing? What horse were you riding? Oh. What were you thinking? What were your goals? Okay, all right, all right. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, I switch careers from police to fire so did i start in the academy or post academy post academy is right when you're done i think i started right out of the academy yeah because you finished the academy in december yeah my first one was in january maybe i don't november. know november well anyways november. uh when you go to a fire and you first start there you're on what's called probation which basically means that you can get fired for anything when you're on probation, you're supposed to be like the perfect employee and take no vacation and never call out sick. So I had to miss a lot of rodeos. Um, so honestly, when I started, cause I knew I was going to miss like half the rodeos. I didn't have any expectations to win, like to win it. I was just trying to go and do the best I can and I guess show other people. That I can rodeo, so I get more partners, hopefully. And you were riding. And I was riding ping pong. Who is? Who I don't get along the greatest with. Why? Because he is lazy. He's not lazy. Okay, come on. Is he lazy? He's just tell a baby. people the truth. He's just a baby. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he a uh, he's a fucking phenomenal heel horse, but as a head horse. Yeah, as a head he horse, he's is unhappy. Not happy doing it. He's too small. He doesn't run very fast. He's kind of like somebody that gets called in on their day off. Yeah, that's that's how it is when he's heading. <laughs> like he's going to show up, but he's not going to do it to the fullest ability. Yeah. And he's tough to rodeo on because he, he doesn't is love slower. Yeah. And the rodeos usually have a little bit of a longer start. So you have to let the cows get up there a little farther. And if you're on a slow horse, then you have to hit the barrier perfect. Ping pong or is like you get outran. the low end of average speed. No. He's the high end of average speed? Yeah, I'd say around there. Average. He's just, we've just had a lot of fast High average horses. So I look at him and I'm like. He's plenty fast to heal on. Oh, yeah. Just heading. And he does like to heal. Yeah. He would come in on his day off for that, but. Definitely not. The thing about healing is there's no barrier rodeoing. So you can get a really head start. Yeah. Whereas heading, you have to wait for the cow to get out there so far. So it was a little tough. uh, But I headed on him a lot. And you won a lot of money on him. The majority of your money. I I won two saddles on him. Uh, I won the majority of my money on him. Yeah. He performed good like to his best he performed his best but the problem is is that when i was on him i would have to always rope at my best perfect 100 percent perfect 100 percent no flaws or we had no chance to win so, yeah yeah so that's how it started we and did win some good stuff on him i won open money we won then, first in like Havasu. and then in march or no april ping pong got hurt yep ping pong got hurt he the farrier fucked his feet up yep and he had to be barefoot for eight weeks and he was ouchy or longer i don't know yeah it might have been even two and a half cycles did i miss some rodeos for that or did i go straight into french fry no you um actually you weren't sure what you were gonna do you were gonna miss rodeos and i said you should just ride french fry she were she was doing good in the practice pen he'd only been roping on her we'd only owned her for one year at this point and she'd probably been roping for like four months five months yeah like st- track the steer for two months or track the sled for two months and then you had just started roping live steers probably eight weeks nine weeks on her and she looked great and i said you should go take her 
you should rodeo on her and you said no and then you took her to a jackpot to see which how she would do and she did amazing yeah flawless incredible i think i might have missed some rodeos because of him maybe one yeah maybe one or two yeah and then and then you did french fry and then you were like well i was like fuck it i'm well, just gonna it's either this or nothing yeah i'm just gonna and take so french fry took her she did pretty good she's way faster oh wicked fast she's a barrel horse she's yeah. race bred so frenchman's guy on the top corona cartel on the bottom yeah what's her paper name french ladybug pr look, french ladybug you want to look her up her name is pr french ladybug yep and she's way faster so she keeps up with steers more she also loves heading she loves her rope she's excited to be there yeah I do enjoy riding her a lot more than ping pong because she's a lot hardier. And she's your style of horse. Yeah. Like nothing is going to bother her, really. No. No matter how hard we work, she will keep working. And she's... She's like a fucking border collie. Yeah. She loves being there. She loves work. She She's a... She's, she's fucking after it, you know? Yeah. Um. So that worked out great. And then talk about the end of your season, how it ended up. Well, first of all... Our truck blew up. Well, and your partners. We didn't. That's at the end. Okay, sorry. Continue what you're saying then. Um. So I started rodeo on French fries. She's doing pretty good. Always making a little bit of mistakes, but she's I expected. New. Yeah. But we're still able to win on her. And then my partner's horse, Roman, uh, his horse got hurt, and so I was like, "All right, well, dude, you can fucking ride ping pong." Till the end of the season. To heal on him. To heal on him. He's pretty good. And uh, Roman came to practice a few times and did pretty fucking good. And he's like, fuck it, let's do it. And so we would just trailer uh, both of them together, which is kind of annoying because they get a little buddy sour. Not a little. A lot, actually. (laughs) But uh, that was kind of, it's kind of cool. So Ping Pong got to, Ping Pong has won open money. Healing and heading in rodeos, which is pretty sick. This year, yeah. Um, but so that was kind of cool. And then our truck exploded. Yep, we won uh, first and third in Kingman Rodeo, and then come back from Kingman Rodeo. Katie didn't vlog it because she was too mad. But yeah, I was so angry when the truck blew up. I just, it's one of those things where it's like I knew that something was gonna happen with that truck because we bought the shittiest truck ever and we didn't know when we bought it and like these trucks are known to, for this to happen and it's kind of like we've been waiting for this to happen for like yeah, biggest years financial mistake in my life yeah um but there's like you know once it happens you're so angry and you're like what the fuck am i gonna do that it just i just couldn't be on camera and Can i stand by that, that story choice. real fast i thought it was kind of funny um it wasn't funny <laughs> we're like 35 miles out of wickberg on the way back from kingman having the best day uh, just one. we drove all the way to Kingman for one run. I only had one partner. Horses are in the back of the trailer. Yeah, I got a trailer. We're coming up a mountain, the last mountain into Wickenburg, and I just hear this tick, 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 and then just explodes and I'm sounds like, like someone dropped a plate of silver. Fuck. And there's no turnoffs there. It's on the 93, in case you know it. And there's one up ahead. I'm like, all right, just try to make it there. He's here. Tick, 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 and then right before we get the turnoff, you just hear boom. Sound like the it, to me it sounded like the fucking engine fell out of the truck. Yeah, we barely coast into the turnoff. I get out, pop the hood. It's fucking smoking, and there's oil everywhere, and it's fucking dead. Yeah, and I'm like fuck. And so I immediately go to my phone, try to call some help. No service. Side we're on, just fucking flat. So no service. Other side of the 93, there's like a decent mountain hill. I'm like, all right, well, fucking, I leapfrog across 93. It's Which fucking, is pretty scary. That was honestly so scary because we're on a blind turn. On a Saturday. Yeah, blind turn on a Saturday. And oh, actually, it was like, uh, wasn't it Memorial Weekend? Yeah. So it was when everybody's coming no, in and out. or something. It was some kind of holiday weekend. Or something, yeah. Whatever that was. And so it was fucking packed and people are going like 90 miles an hour. Yeah. And so I leapfrog, leapfrog across the 93. Scale a cliff. Crawl under some barbed wire. First off, and yeah. then climb this fucking mountain, and I had to call Geico. So I get Geico to come tow my truck. Yeah. Someone, Katie's mom. To come thank pick God us she up. She was there. 
to come get my trailer. Yeah, and the trailer. And with then her I had to call Roman to get the horses to come get the horses because she couldn't pull so the three horses different and people. the trailer. And I had to go up and down this mountain like I don't know, times. probably eight times because I had to keep going back up there for service to check on the status of everybody. And we were there for like four and a half hours on the I, side of the road. It was so. God, it was just too much. And but I yeah. did have one funny part. With what's the funny part? Remember when I was on top of that mountain? I was yelling for you, and you screamed, "I declare bankruptcy!" Yeah. Like Michael Scott from The Office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I then j- I got down to the mountain. And I was like, "I'm never gonna financially recover from this." Yeah, and we—it's not even false. <laughs> Honestly, I was trying to have a good. I had a good attitude. Yeah, so did I. I I wasn't like that mad, but it was just like too much of a crisis for me to be vlogging. Yeah. I think sometimes you just need to put the camera away and experience your Yeah, life. you're probably right about that. Yeah, so... Honestly, we were fucking good spirits. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. What the fuck? You're just going to... What's what gonna can be you mad? do? Yeah. What's being mad going to do for what you? What do you do in Absolutely that situation? Absolutely nothing. And you know what? All year, I have people after that situation be like, oh, I'm so worried that something's going to happen. I'm so worried. I'm like, honestly, literally, there's nothing that can happen to me that has not already happened. The only thing that could happen is like you die. Ethan dies. Like, that's it. Yeah. I will figure Anything it out any other way. I lived in a Fucking. fifth wheel. Uh, my truck exploded. Our horse died. Like, hey, like you said, God's got plenty of trucks. Yeah, God's <laughs> got plenty of trucks. Okay, so don't worry. We're going to have a truck. Yeah, God's I always got- go back to this that fucking quote I heard. What? And he's like, I, I sent it to you once. And he was like, the guy's like, uh, you know, you should never worry about if it's going to be okay or not. He's like, just fucking live your life like it's gonna until it's not and you and know then, what i stand because, by that yeah because honestly we've done that what is life. worrying that it's not gonna be okay gonna do for you nothing but cause you fucking anxiety and depression take it from two people who were married at 19 and couldn't pay their 700 dollars a month rent boom it'll all just work out <laughs> it all comes out at the end of the day it'll all be all right we and yeah it, don't worry about if it's not gonna be all right yeah it just it just, just will so i can live it up it just will. So we, yeah, that happened. Words and then, of wisdom. See, there you go. There you go for everyone that wanted me to think deeply. You got it. <laughs> Who Clap if you're happy. Comment, clap if you're proud. Comment down below. <laughs> comment down. <laughs> Clapping emojis if you're proud of them. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And then finish out the season. That was one of the last rodeos of the season. Then Roman became the main it became a, a very interesting little situation roman had a truck we had a horse so we were together a full team yeah so well it worked out you know i only got to go to half the rodeos of everyone else and you were still I was only a thousand dollars behind the first. first place guy yeah so for the incentive li- literally the first place guy went to 15 rodeos i went to eight yeah. And I was literally exactly at $1,000. And he was on two him. horses that literally like ping pong is well trained and finished, but he's like still very ping young. Pong's never healed. In, never healed in a rodeo. No. And French fry. I didn't even fu- think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just told him, I was like, yeah, he's fucking good healer. So fuck, take him. He never yeah. healed in a rodeo. He's never healed in. Oh, he's healed in jackpots. Yeah, I've won money yeah. on jackpots. He's, he's won money at jackpots. But uh, he never healed in a rodeo and yeah. French fry literally had six months of roping training not even so yeah and i went to the finals with half the rodeos of the first guy which i know him he's a great guy ropes good but yeah, he does i was only a thousand dollars behind him and i had seven less rodeos yeah so i mean that's pretty cool and it, we ended up going there and the goal then was like to um win the year obviously yeah once we got there was yeah Things don't always work out the way you want them to. And I don't know. I feel like there's just like every time you go, like even if it's a bad, because for me, like I don't think it was like a bad experience, but like I think when you go and you realize like, okay, you want to win first. We didn't realize the payouts were so small at the finals, which is actually insane. Yeah. And if you're listening to this from the association, I hope you're actually not and you don't like tattle on me or anything for saying this, but it was like kind of laughable how little money the payouts were. And so you really, it was, would have been almost impossible for you to gain on the first person, even though it even, <laughs> I mean, it's insane. We can tell them the payouts, it, the, the payouts paid $850 to first, first at a finals, which is crazy to me because I mean, it's an open roping, like an open we're rodeo. literally roping against nines, which nines are who goes to the, the NFR. NFR. Like these are pro level guys. And 
first place pays 850 there was a fucking jackpot at that the weekend. at the same location as the, yeah. the finals and i can't i i fucking entered it and i entered it for only a hundred dollars yeah and i came back third high call i turned it back for first and my partner missed it but if he would have caught it it would have paid me out eighteen hundred dollars which is just insane that which is crazy because then yeah. i'm going over here and i rope against literal professionals who are in at the top of the game and pay they double in fees yeah and i'm paying top, double the fees in an association you've been paying in all, all year. year and i've had to pay a membership fee yeah and they're only paying me 850 dollars. and it's like the money matters so much because that's what decides who wins first so you would think you'd have bigger payouts but whatever that's fine like yeah. annoying but whatever um so we ended up figuring out like the first day he wasn't going to win the year because the, like mathematically when we found out what payouts were it just wasn't going to happen oh yeah i mean the first day yeah uh then i can't remember what happened on the first day no we found out on the second day no it was the first day no first day we won second place so i was still in it oh yeah um but you would have had to win first two days to catch up to him no i would have had to win first one day place in the other one and then win an average check and oh, you would okay. have had to have not which you didn't yeah i don't know so but yeah i it guess the uh, first day comes around and i would you so the way it works is you do the incentive in the morning and then you open the open in the evening yeah so i had the same partner for both it was both roman uh, it was like long days this is only like 30 minutes from my house yeah. so we stayed at home which i really liked because i feel like you and i in those situations we just like stay focused and we don't go party or yeah hang out we don't really do that we're just never been the that way i just look like a mentality for me and you you really helped me with this is like i'm taking this very seriously i'm not just at these finals to have fun no like i am there to fucking do the best I can possibly fucking do and win something. And not only that, but to Use show it. how good I, I rope yep. and and ride my horse to fucking get better partners for next year because I want I don't have any partners that are like those nines. Yeah. They don't rope with me yet. Yeah. And I want them to. So I want to go out there and I want to fucking show them like, hey, fucking rope with me. Yeah. And use that for sponsors and everything else. So I take it pretty fucking seriously. I have a good time, sure. But like in the moment, I'm fucking zoned in, focused. I'm behind the shoots, fucking thinking about what I'm going to do. I'm like ready to fucking rock. You and I are kind of loners too. I, I was talking to you about this on the first day. Like we, everybody was hanging out in between the incentive and the open, like the performance. Yeah. And you and I went on our own to go get lunch. And we just sat there by ourselves for like two hours and had queso and margaritas and like didn't talk to anybody and that's like well, very, that's the other thing i don't drink yeah and when i'm here you and didn't that, even have a margarita i did that's like uh, another rant i'm about to go on but like it's a little bit frustrating um when other people are like drinking it's like dude don't you want to fucking, oh like do your best yeah don't you like want a jackpots when people like i feel like all the time at jackpots you're like people are like literally falling off horses because they're yeah. so fucked up and you're like dude don't you want to like get better it's like, dude don't you want to do hard. your best here like it's, i know you're having fun i it's it's fine like that's a, that's the other thing you like, and i are both learning the same thing this year that i feel like i learned i haven't really talked about on the podcast but when you have something that is your air quotes hobby but it's really like your passion your dream and you're hanging around people that that they look at it as a hobby as a fun thing it's just too hard to be friends with them like I can't relate to you and also you'll never understand why I'm so serious. You just want to relax and have fun. And for me, it's like, no, this is so, this is like so serious to me. And maybe that's like yeah. a flaw of mine. But and I like, want to have fun too, but sure. I, I just, like I can have fun during the day talking to people and then I can fucking drink and smoke weed after. Like I don't, I don't need to do it before yeah. I go. Like I want to, I want my, the little mental brain I have power <laughs> It's, it's not deep little. a thinker the fucking little brain power i got i need all of it, it. Yeah. and it can't be clouded with fucking beer or weed so, so which i mean win. maybe that's not everybody but for us that's how it is and i mean there's guys that do that and they fucking win all the time i watch them yeah i literally seen cowboys at this fucking road hill yeah fucking hit the dab pen over and over and over and then go out there and fucking win so yeah. i mean it happens but that ain't me. me yeah <laughs> I didn't. So we realized 
wait, first of all, we're very serious. We're very like a business meeting. I always look at it like the way that's like, okay, what can you get out of this? How do we make this the most important? Like, how do we get the best out of it for you? What does that look like? And after we realized you weren't going to win the overall, which would have been the best because it would have shown off your skills and like been just like a good thing to do for the next step in what you're doing. Mm. Uh, I was like, you know, how do we make this the best experience for your horses for a learning opportunity for your horses? Like what can we do to make it the best training experience for French fry the best, you know, like how do we, cause this is her first big one. There's crowds, there's people cheering, there's all this yeah. stuff. And she had had some problems throughout the weekend and I, you were, not realizing that you were ca- causing part honestly french fry did pretty damn good amazing for what she is and what ended up happening is that i made some big mistakes yeah that cost us yeah but um and that's what like the overall feeling of the fucking weekend was disappointment for me because you were disappointed in yourself because i was disappointed in myself i'm like happy that you know, she did good, and to everyone else, I did good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm actually very disappointed in how it went because I made so many mistakes that cost me. They were like, I mean, we can just go through them right now. Like the first day in the incentive, I turned them back for first place. Roman roped the shit out of it. We had first place one, and then. I could not get French fry to face, and then she reared in the face, and I that got was the second somehow. day. That well, was the second whatever, day. yeah, doesn't doesn't matter. But I got I ended up getting second place because of it because I couldn't get her to face, and I rode her like a donkey. Well, I had told and you, I, I said on her, and that's what ended up happening. Yeah. But it cost me first, so I was mad. And then uh, we come back for the open. I rope it. Roman misses. Yeah. Second day. Uh, no. Roman, I rope it in the incentive. I rope it. Roman misses again. Open comes around. I rope it. Roman ropes the shit out of it. I rub my horse like a donkey again and can't get French fry to face. And we ended up winning fourth in the open by a miracle because we had a shitty time because just all the good teams missed. And uh, then I'm like, okay. I need to figure out what the fuck is going on. She and was at actually this point, fine. I do she faced fine the first day and then started having problems the second no, day and face. third day. I don't no. think so. No, yes. she faced fine. She faced bad. I know. All I the days. Because the third day no. was finally when she faced wrong. You got it mixed up. No, I know the days. I know for sure because I fucking watched them all over and over and over and over. And the third day is when I finally figured it out because I asked for friends. But uh, then I was like, I was doing what I talk shit. I was doing what I, what I do about everyone else. and What well, I talk shit about everyone else and they blame the horse. The third day is when she finally faced because I was, this is what exactly what happened. First and second day didn't face and it cost me, first day it cost me for winning first. Second day I should have been second. Then I'm like, fuck, I, I was just talking shit about French fry saying how she can't fucking face. I can't fucking figure her out. I'm getting pissed, but just blaming her, not looking at myself at all. I started asking all my friends, like, hey, what's going on? And it was actually Tristan Mahoney is the one that finally told me straight up what was going on. And he's like, you are riding that horse like a fucking donkey. Okay. It annoys and me that you're saying Tristan is the one who told you because I actually told you days before. Well, you did, but I didn't listen to you. But yep. this, I'm oh, saying the, fu- the no person. <laughs> Hold on. I was riding my horse like shit and no one spoke. No one told me except for Tristan. Thank you, Tristan. Let High me five. Me off. Let me tell Literally my story. Me. Let me Literally. tell my story. All right. Okay. I finally listened to Tristan. This is the remix. He's like, he needs, he's like you need to stop yanking on her. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Come home. The second day is when we watched all the videos at the house and that's that's what happened and i was like fuck i'm riding her like a donkey so then that third day was when i was like okay i it's all me because what i was doing i would go out in the in the practice in the warm-up pin and i faced this bitch like a hundred times and every single time she did it perfect and that's because when i would go out there in the warm-up pin i would ride her perfect <laughs> And she did it every time. Like, I don't understand why she's doing it perfect He's out running here. around saying, I don't understand why she would face perfect in the practice pen. Yeah. And not in the arena. I just don't get it. And I, 
literally exactly. wanted to punch me in the face. I know. It's idiotic. And that's what happened. And then I would go out there. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just focus on riding her. So I come back third day. I roped the piss out of it again in the incentive. Roman misses. Now we're in the open. I come back in the open. I'm a little bit late on the barrier. I rope her mid arena. Roman ropes her. Faces fucking perfect. And we tie for third place. And in the open. On the third day, in the morning, I said, you're riding the horse wrong. And I made him come home and watch the videos in slow-mo. The VHDMI cord on our giant TV. And I was like, look, something's wrong. You're not riding her right. Because you kept telling, saying it was an attitude problem. Your horse was cheating you. I'm like, I'm telling you it's not an attitude problem. Because she's leaving the box great. She's doing everything else great. Like... This is not an attitude thing. It's got to be something else. And you were like, no, I'm telling you, this mare is a bitch. <laughs> you just kept saying this fucking, nope. What she is. What, but. but not actually. You just like to say that. And I'm like, okay, literally French fry is getting hung out to dry for no reason right now. Like, this is not her fault at all. I'm so sorry, dude. And like me and French fry aren't really buddies. So like, I'm like standing up for her and I'm like, this is a big deal. Cause we don't hang out. We're not friends like that. Like she's fine. But like. We're not besties. It's not like Ping Pong who I would defend to the ends of the earth. Even if he was behaving poorly, I would be like, there's nothing wrong with him. Um, but, and then... You know what? I lied. The second day, Roman did catch in the incentive. Yeah. And I couldn't get her face so bad. That it... That we were so... I roped it for first. It was so late, yeah. And I couldn't get her to face so bad that it was the time was so long it doesn't that we really, didn't place it doesn't but that, really that's matter what, what caught what, and what didn't it's more like what the issue was well it does matter because this is what goes back to why i'm saying why i was so disappointed in how all this went was because yeah so like someone else everyone else was like oh man you did great you roped all six tiers and you won three places and you did better than a lot of other people that didn't win anything or whatever but i'm like man to me i was so disappointed because i I literally had two first places. I should have had two incentive buckles. And I should have had better open money. And it cost me because I was riding my horse like a donkey. And I was being an idiot. And I didn't listen to you who was telling me, who watches me rope all the time. And I don't know. That, I that think just disappoints I me. I think it's great to have all the reasons why you're mad about it. But also... You also look at it and say like, okay, what were the positives? Because you do need to pull them from that. And this was all a really great learning experience for you, whether you like want to like admit that or not, like it really was a great learning experience for you. And I think that a lot of good things came out of it. And like I said, when we came home the last day and you were like mad and I made you watch the videos, I'm like, I'm telling you, it's not her. I was like, just go and like make this a good experience for her so that her last run in this arena is not a negative memory for her. Like that she's not confused. She has a clean run. She looks nice. Everything's good. And that's what you did. You went and you wrote her perfect and she was great. And you died for third. Yeah. I mean, there was, yeah. Like I overall disappointed in myself. Sure. I'm happy with French fry. Yeah. Especially after learning that, Hey, it wasn't French fry's fault. That whole time. <laughs> that whole time. So, I mean, that does make me happy because she did amazing. Yeah. And, like, you guys can understand, I went to all these rodeos, which have, like, a long start, Meaning long score. Meaning she has to sit there for a long time. She has to sit and wait, which is extremely hard for a racehorse, because which is what she is. they're used to that gate opening and they just go and they get and that in their head, like Pavlovian gets, dogs. Yeah, and so that is extremely hard for her. And then in the middle of the rodeo, like, the second day is when I went to that jackpot. And it's on a World Series barrier, mm-hmm. which means there is basically there is no barrier. And as soon as the gate pops, you go. So she went, she went from doing that to literally not scoring at all, and then back to scoring. And she and was fucking fine. did amazing Perfect. and sat there like a rock. Yeah. So she I, also- I'm not disappointed in the whole weekend. I guess I'm disappointed in my performance, even though I didn't miss anything and I didn't break a barrier. Yeah. I'm still disappointed in my performance. Cause I know I made stupid mistakes, but I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm really happy with French fry. And She's also a great I'm traveler. To see what's going to happen with her? She's a great traveler. Uh, we've had horses in the past that don't travel well. Like Hick did not like to Hick. travel. He hated it, and he would freak out and scream and hop all night. And like she didn't care. Her favorite part. She hates other horses. Like she hates like being with uh, 
it like with everybody and so it was interesting to see like because at the end of the night you like ping pong everything for ping pong everything is a social event like he's so excited to just make friends and say hi to everyone french fry hates everybody so the minute they're like like all getting in the cat like the waiting area for team roping french fries got her ears completely pinned back biting at other people yeah because she's so pissed off and then you'd go to bring her back to her stall at night and you'd think she'd be bummed that she's going to be there alone the happiest you see her all day (laughs) except for when she's leaving the box she's She's like like, oh stall of food yes by myself four walls no one can look at me i love this best (laughs) night of my life it was funny i was like i asked uh someone to hold her well, I go push Armando's steer. Yeah, someone that was on a horse. And then I get back. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot to tell you that she hates horses. She goes, oh, yeah. She just lets him know that she doesn't want to be near him. Yeah. Or not to bother her. Yep. I was like, yeah, she hates horses but loves people. And he goes, yeah, I'm the opposite. I like, honestly, <laughs> me too most of the time. <laughs> yeah. she's uh, She fucking kills me. But so that was cool to see her traveling so good and to see how – she did that week. It's like really impressive for a horse that age to be and with so little just time spent and a racehorse. I feel like racehorses usually have a pretty, they're usually pretty nutty. So to see French fry, like use her brain and like really think through everything that she's doing. Um, that's yeah. pretty exciting to see. And I think again, you caught all six years, you, you know, ended up winning money. We came po- up quite a bit positive, which was really cool. Um, I mean, it was a good opportunity that way. It's, it is frustrating. Cause like I said, those things like the finals is not like a celebratory thing for us. Like we're more in business mode. And I feel like the same way at the NFR, when I go to the NFR, it's like everybody else is just having fun. And I'm like, I want to make the best off of this out of this situation. And I want to like really capitalize on this and get whatever I can out of it. That's going to help me and make me better at what I do. And everybody else is like having fun. And then you have friends that just want to have fun. And you're like, that's great, but that's just never going to be me. I need to work and do all these other things. And it makes it not as fun. But like I said, I think it's good to look at the positives and the negatives and not just shit on yourself and be like, I did terrible. But like, obviously be honest with yourself. Be like, yeah, I'm bummed. I didn't do these things right. But these things did go good. All right, I'll stop saying I had uh, disappointing finals. I had mixed feelings. Yeah, you had mixed yeah. feelings. It was just eh. It was eh. eh. Also, those weeks are just so hard. By the last day, like, I was ready to kill Ethan. Yeah, I it was, is so long. Oh, my God. It's, it's so... a little... You, like, wake up early every morning, get ready, pack up your drinks and your food and your everything because you're trying to not eat there because the food at Rodeo's is so terrible. I will say, uh, Roman definitely fucking made it easy for me oh yeah he was amazing he's fucking great partner because one i didn't have a truck so yeah. i mean he's fucking trailering my horse everywhere yeah if it wasn't for him i literally wouldn't be able to go to yeah. anything and then he decided to stay there in a camper and i wanted i didn't want to bring uh, i didn't have a way to bring french fry back and forth for really. every day yeah uh and i'd have to deal with more buddy sour stuff so I was like, I'm going to leave her here so I don't have to deal with her being buddy sour. Because Roman ended up riding a different horse. He didn't have to ride ping pong. Yeah, to ride ping pong. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll feed her every morning. I was like, you are fucking the man. Yeah. Because. We didn't have to go early in the morning. I didn't have to go there in the Usually morning. Usually we would have had to be there at like eight in the morning, feed her, and then Hank her just sit there. Let her for a while, sit there. Then yeah. like do the incentive, then leave, then come back. Like it just, and even. even I forgot with, a water bucket. They gave me one. Yeah, thank I God. Mean, He's Ethan's always great. forgetting a water bucket. I yeah. think we've stolen so many water buckets from people because you are constantly forgetting them. Yeah. And then we just end up with them. But allegedly, Jet's listening to this. He's like that motherfucker. <laughs> I know he's got like ten of my fucking water buckets. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's like exhausting. By last day you're there, you're like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm tired. I don't want to get ready. I don't want to be in the sun in Arizona from nine a.m. or fucking seven a.m. until a lot of the rodeos like the big performance night you're not done till like midnight is when you get home and it's just yeah. tiring and then it's like also you're there it's so important so you're constantly thinking the whole time you're not really celebrating you're not really like having that break time and then i mean it's a cool experience oh I have, yeah i have fun doing it sure yeah i debated if i want to do it again 
and uh, he decided to do it again. I decided to do it again. <laughs> I knew you would. I'm back, baby. I knew you would. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> surprised. I was like, well, okay, if you want to think on it, that's fine. But I already know what you're gonna do. Um, but I just think, I just think it's important to talk about how, like, the downsides of it too, because like everybody thinks like, oh, it must be like just the most fun weekend ever, and you just like have the most amazing time, and it's incredible. I'm like, yeah, it was fun, but like, yeah, it ain't all hunky. It isn't all. It's like a lot of work, and it's really tiring, and it's hard to get there, hard to be there. You know, yeah, the whole thing. It's not just easy peasy. But it, I think it did go good. And I think it was just interesting. It's those kind of events are always interesting because they teach you a lot about you and what you want to do next and how you deal with certain things and uh, like, like pressure or stress or whatever that might be. And I think like a big part of the weekend was like just trying to stay clear minded and do what you need to do. Not let anything else yeah, affect that. I'm excited that. to see you what happens at the next rodeos, you know? Mm hmm. That is like uh, the season takes two weeks off and then it like just starts yeah, the next year. Literally, it has like two months off, and they decide to give two weeks only. So that kind of blows. But I still don't have a truck, so that's kind of an issue. And so I don't know what my rodeo season is going to look like this year. Yeah. Uh, because of that, but I'm gonna try to go as many as I can. And but I'm excited for this next one because I'm excited to see how good french fry does now that i know to stop riding here like a donkey so <laughs> i mean that's pretty cool oh also last year i missed uh i had to draw out of three rodeos because i almost lost my thumb oh yeah I didn't even talk about, about that. that yeah i went to Sonoida rodeo and i basically for making a long story short i dallied my thumb so one weekend ethan almost, dallies his thumb i almost cut it off and I have this massive burn, all third degree friction burn, uh, on one side all the way, almost down to the bone. Yeah. And that fucking sucked. And to top it off, it was four days before I had to do my nine month evaluations at work. Yeah. Which is where you have, for those of you who don't know, uh, that's where you have to do all of your firefighter skills. To get off of probation. Which are like the super heavy lifting stuff. And yeah. Like so you have to pull every kind of hose load and throw. Super about grip strength and hands. Throw 24 foot extension ladders. Yeah. It's all about grip strength. I have to cover it with a bandage. Mm -hmm. And I have to not lie to my chiefs. But they asked me what was up. I was like, oh, just a burn. <laughs> just a burn. <laughs> it was just a burn. But I didn't yeah. tell them how fucking bad it was. Yeah. And I was like, excruciating pain. Finished it. Thank God. Or else I would have my probation extended. Yeah. And, but yeah, that's, that's that. And then the weekend after, like you took the three week, the two weekends off or whatever. Yeah, and, and it blew. They had, Holbrook had a bunch of adding money to it. Yeah. And so we so missed all that. But then. Draw out. Prescott, same thing. But draw then the out. next rodeo you got to go to, the truck exploded. It was like was everything yeah, went after it. another. My finger was still not healed. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's mostly healed now, but it's also still 100%. while this is all going on, we're moving from a trailer to a house and yeah. moving into this house was torture. It was terrible. We'll this save that story for another one. Management that's a long company story. is fucking terrible. And like I was had a mattress on the ground and the house wasn't clean. It was still dirty from the last tenants yeah. and all our stuff's in the trailer, but we're living in the house. And it's like, I feel like all that stuff like matters to hear because like I said, you like hear all the like, Oh yeah, we this, we went to Rodeo finals and like, it was great. And like, I'm so happy that we made it and all the stuff. But like people don't see a lot of like behind the scenes, like shit that's happening while you're doing it or like, I don't know, because you only share, like, obviously the good parts, or not the good parts, but just, like, the parts that are, like, normal to share. Like, you never, like, post, like, I cut my thumb off, almost cut my thumb off last yeah. weekend, and then my truck exploded, and I'm also trying to move, and it's terrible. And yeah, like, and, and when it happened, because a lot of people at work follow me, and so I had to tell you, to like, hey, don't post any of this. Yeah, with your They follow thumb. you, too. Yeah. And I was scared that I was going to get out there, and that I wasn't going to be able to do my e-files. Yeah when they when that happened and there was like just there was so much up in the air during that period of time it was like so stressful the whole thing was so stressful yeah it was that was fun but hey fucking it ended up being fine ended up being fine that yeah. goes back to my old saying oh also well, you not had my saying the saying i said before but like <laughs> why worry about how bad it's gonna be also you had ring don't, room don't worry it's or uh don't worry about it not being okay until it's not yeah that's how i feel like 
Another yeah, I did catch ringworm. He got uh, ringworm on his face from doing jujitsu. So he had almost cut off his thumb, got ringworm on his face, and his truck exploded all within three weeks. And we were moving. But I have had, honestly, a pretty decent attitude all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. The doctor, when he almost got the finger off, he was like, I'm really afraid you're going to get a bone infection because you literally have fucking ringworm on your face. There was days where you were taking antibiotic cream, fungal cream, antifungal, and an, and an antibiotic Pill. All at the same yeah, time. I was. I ha- I literally had antibiotic he had no immune and system. antifungal pills, mm-hmm. antifungal and antibiotic creams. Yeah. Oh, and we move into a house that doesn't have an arena, and we don't know anyone in this area that has one at the time. So Ethan cannot ride his horses for like two months. Yeah, I literally didn't. The rope. whole That's last two thing. months, he never rode. He never rode his horses. Yeah, literally the last. I think it was like a month and a half. You roped twice at Roman's house, roping the sled. A sled only. Yeah. That's all French fry got was a the fucking night sled. before rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Literally was like very much a struggle to get to where we were. We were up against a lot of things. And I think that matters too, because like when you talk about all the different things that went wrong, it's like, yeah, there's like kids in that association that are doing so good, or like even adult other adults that have like families that do this and they have trucks that work and they are not moving and they also don't have ringworm and cut off their th- thumb and you know, have their truck explode and have no horse to ride and their partner's horse dies like, or it gets hurt. Yeah. Like all these things that happen. It's like, you still finish so good. Even with all of that, like it's pretty crazy that we were able to do what we did. Honestly, I did a lot of praying during that. Yeah. Not to change it up here, but no, but that's, I did do a lot of praying because God has trucks and I have a lot of times. Like honestly, I have a lot of imposter syndrome. Same. I think everyone roping. does. Yeah. And I, have a lot of thoughts of like, why the fuck am I doing this? Why am yeah. I paying this money for this? Yep. You know, I, I'm not fucking good enough for this anyways. And I should just quit and then fucking save my money. Just so everyone knows, it's very expensive to do. And a lot of times I pray, like I'll ask God, like, give me a sign that I should still be fucking doing this. Yeah. Because all this bad shit happens and... Like, I'm like, just give me a sign that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, if this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, then fine. Yeah, I see. I'll move on. But give me a sign if this is it. And I did that during the finals. I did that. Actually, I specifically did that on the third day, which was my best day of roping. And that was the day that... God gifted you the epiphany of riding your horse like a donkey. God gifted me the epiphany of fucking that you're riding your horse like a donkey. And, um, I went out there and I fucking rode a great and she did amazing and I was super fucking stoked and I won third place and, uh, in the open, in open money. And that was sick. And that that was literally right after I had just got done praying because I had, I, we just spoke about all the terrible shit that's happened over the last couple months. And then I go there and the first two days, uh, I missed two first places because of my, own mistakes mm-hmm. and i'm having a terrible time i go on the third day and i'm like god if this is not what i'm supposed to be doing then fucking give me that sign and if it is then give me that sign it literally my prayer sounds something exactly like that mine literally goes if this is not what i'm supposed to be doing please fucking tell me because i am struggling so much yeah. it is not worth this if this is not what i'm supposed to be doing uh, uh, that's what literally i mean yeah and it, it worked out right yeah. after i prayed yeah. i don't do a lot of praying I think I probably should do definitely do a lot more of it. I I love having I'm someone guil- I'm to listen guil- to me. I'm like guilty of either praying when I want something or praying when it's really bad. Oh, I just love having somebody that'll talk listen to me no matter what. I, I need like, to do a better job. Of I can't shut in between the fuck up. for sure. Yeah, and I think um, also like when I first started like doing social media and stuff, it was because I would listen to all these stories of like team ropers of like how they came up and where they went. And I like very, very first, when I first started my very first Instagram that I don't even have anymore, I was like, I want to document like Ethan's come up, like in our, the story of like how we like get to where we want to be. And like, I felt like nobody had that. Like nobody had like, with no, you always hear them afterwards be like, and then this bad thing happened and then this bad, thing. but nobody was like posting it and showing it as it was happening. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do that. And I remember when I did that, I, you like 
start out, I'm like, this is going to be the best. We're going to have such good stories. It's going to be awesome. And now I'm like, no, I'm just like live post, live posting my mental breakdowns <laughs> about trucks and fingers getting yeah. cut off and moving and like all this stuff. And like, I don't know. I like the podcast for this, for like stuff like this, especially because like one day when you are doing like the things that we know that you will do one day yeah. and you've made it so far with your horses, you can like go back and listen to something like this and be like, oh my God. I forget that I even felt like that at that time or like that I was even yeah. in that spot, you know? You Honestly, I'm so lucky to have someone like you to support me in that way. Well, thank honestly. You. Like, I don't feel like, like I know, I talk to a lot of guys, obviously, at work and stuff. Dudes, yeah. And they're all, there's a lot of different stories on their wives and a lot of them do not support what they do or they fucking just bitch at them for spending money or whatever it is and they don't support their hobbies. And a lot of these guys... I call it the I use the syndrome. Yeah. And that whenever you talk about what they do or like like to do for fun and stuff, it's always, oh, I used to do this. I used to do that. Or you ask, well, oh, I love to fish. Well, when's the last time you fucking fished? Oh, a year ago. Well, you don't do that, obviously. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I have someone, I have you who fucking pushes me even when I'm down in the dumps to keep doing it. And yeah. I think that's awesome. I just think that everyone... I have a very firm belief that if you are passionate about something, it doesn't matter. It will work out for you because that's what you are meant to do. Like why do some people like fishing and some people like drawing? Like the only reason is because God literally put you on this earth to do that. And that's why you love doing it. And like, I think there's just like, if that's what you're doing, you'll be happier. You'll be healthier that it will work out one day. Like the only people that lose for sure are the ones that quit. The ones that quit. As long as you keep on trying there's still a chance that's going to work for you. Exactly. And but the moment you quit, you for sure lost. And there's just moments when you're doing it, when you're you're like, I talked, have talked about this before. Like, I feel like the most, like now my social media is very much like what, like it's more about me. It's about me, my, your career through my lens and my life adjacent to you. And just like, just me, you know, it started out at first where I was like, just like the screen was on you all the time. I was taking pictures of you, videos of you. And now it's more like, me and um but i feel like the most like where i'm supposed to be in life when i'm like going to stuff with you like the finals like me you the horse you're currently riding we're taking it back at night like we're bringing her back to her stall and it's just us three and like we're re or debriefing the day like that's when i feel the most like i'm doing what i'm where what i was made to do that and like vlogging it and documenting it like obviously like doing what i love and what i'm passionate about what i want to do with my life But like how our two things blend together, like those are the times where I'm like, I can like feel God in my life. And I'm like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is what I was made to do. This is the, I am in the exact right spot. And I think anything that makes you feel like that, you shouldn't stop doing it. Like you need to keep doing it. Yeah. I think like, you know, God doesn't make it easy for us to achieve our goals. I mean, like you read Bible stories, whatever. It's not those stories they're not all hunky dory. No. Like in those stories, those guys went through trials and tribulations that are put forth by God to make them stronger. Yeah. And that those tribulations and trials is what made them successful or made them have the grit to be successful and whatever those Bible stories are. And I, I feel the same for us. I mean, even with all this shitty stuff that happens every once in a while, we're still closer to our goals than we were you know, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, for me now, uh, I've learned a lot about team roping. Oh yeah. I've learned a, ro- a lot about riding my horse. Do you ever want to like, lot, like what it takes? I learned a lot more of what it takes to actually become good. I have a horse that I think has the ability to do it. She's not old enough yet. Yeah. Not there yet, but we're a lot closer. You, I mean, you first started, you had that Instagram and you fucking lost it. I wasn't even in, like, I was like, in school, but, like, barely. I yeah, didn't even know what school, I was doing. Didn't know what you were doing. Had your first Instagram. Lost it. Thought your little deal, was, your career was over. Fucking restarted. Got closer. Had it. Worked on that. Had a podcast. That didn't work. Well, I mean, whatever. It didn't. It stopped. Yeah. Started a new one. Started from zero. This one's doing better than that one was. Now, you're starting YouTube, which is what you wanted to do from the very beginning yeah. And never did it. And now here you are. You're closer to your dreams, even through all the problems that you've had. Yeah. And I just think like, you know, we just keep like those, 
setbacks aren't setbacks. They're times that make you stronger. And I just closer to where you need to be. I always like think about that and like think about where I was like three years ago, even and like being like, wow, I wish I could like, like you don't even know what you don't know then. And I'm like, you have no idea yeah. how much you're going to figure out in the next like year, two years, three years. And I like also like, I think like when I used to, I, I haven't had, I feel like a lot of mentors in my life that I've been able to like talk to about things. But one of the people that I have had was your stepdad, Gary. And I remember Gary is so good at what he does. Like he is at the the top of his career. He's, he was a UX UI designer. He, he, he does a lot of, a lot of different things, but now he's the director of innovation for a giant, um, it's called blue TikTok blueprint technologies, it's a huge tech company in Seattle. He's just doing exactly what he was like meant to do in the world. And I remember I would ask him like, how did you get there? And he would tell me this really, really messy story where he started out in the military and then he did this and then he did that. And then he started this company with his brother and then they failed, it failed and they didn't do it. And then they, he was doing web design and then he was doing this and like, he's gone through all these different things. And I remember thinking like, whenever he would tell me that stuff, like it's okay if what I'm doing looks messy because that means I'm figuring it out. And like, that's what the road actually looks like. It's not just going to be smooth. Yeah. And when I look now back at where I was to where I am now, I feel better about it. I'm like, yeah, this is the mess that Gary was talking about. Like, I'm going to get to that spot where Gary is. I just need to experience all these things. To I get think there. you hear like, you know, there's two types of like success stories, people that just immediately get it. And then people that fucking go through, problem after problem and problem and they just never fucking give up and then they eventually get it and i think you also like when you hear that story of like guys that just fucking get it right away and they don't even have to work for it i don't think they stay there they don't stay there they have no stay you hear it over and over again of like let's say professional athletes and they just don't have what it takes to get there i mean i know i could name some you know phenomenal college football players that never once they got into the nfl that, that had it easy going through college and high school and they're fucking the top like johnny menzel he's fucking he was the top in high school he was the top in college and then he gets to the nfl and he's has some problems and he fucking tanked fucking yeah. huge letdown and you hear stories like that all the time but these guys that just Went through Jason gritty, yeah, just going through it like gritty, hard last work, draft pick, missing it over again, yep, f- injuries, whatever it is, and yeah. they just keep on fucking going. When they get up there and they succeed, they fucking stay there and they end their careers at the height. Yeah, and fucking maybe that's what it's for us, baby. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that staying power. They say that's because like the the mountain is what trains you to stay at the top or whatever. And like, if you don't do that, you're never going to be able to, to stay there. But this was a good episode. I'm glad we talked about this. I think it was going to be good to listen back on and hopefully everybody's not too mad. It's a day late. Yeah. And in a month when I'm telling myself I'm a piece of shit and Asher Park with warping, I'll listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do that. I go listen back to myself and I'm like, she is really fucking smart. Wow. How inspirational. After my rodeo goes terrible this weekend, and I'm like, you know what? I am the scum of the earth it's, of roping. Yeah. I'll listen to this podcast. It kills me because I can be doing that to myself, and then my sister will call me and be like, she's feeling that way. And I'm like, no, you're the best. Keep going. You're incredible. And I can just turn it on for <laughs> her, but not for me. And I do the same thing for you. Like, if you're feeling bad and I'm feeling bad, I'm like, no, shut up. You're doing amazing. Yeah. But, okay. We're going to go see a movie now. That's right. So comment down below. For something I don't really know. I for like something, that. Really... comment down below for something. Do you guys want something? <laughs> comment down below. <laughs> so let us know if you enjoy Ethan being here. Comment down below. Funny ways to say yes because oh I only have the same ones, and I need some oh new ones. Oh my god, no. Okay, we're we're getting off of here. Does Pinocchio have a wooden dick? I hope you guys ha- enjoyed Does this episode. Does the Tin Man have a sheet metal dick? Does the bear shit in the woods and wipe his ass with a white rabbit? I can't do this. This is too hard for me. Okay. You've already heard the rest of them. But I don't have any new We're ones. out of so here. We're done. Please comment. Tell me some new ones. I love you guys. Oh, wait. We have to do our affirmations. We do affirmations at the end of every podcast now. 
I don't do affirmations. Well, you can just sit here and listen to them then. Right. Okay, guys, here's your affirmations for this week. This week's affirmations are, I am capable. I give them some space so they can say it. They're saying it right now. <laughs> Next one. I am beautiful and have my own unique style. Last one. Other people wish they were as good at this as me. There you go. I have a giant dick. <laughs> These are the men's. The men's. Up. Ethan's going to be leading the men in the men's. Oh, here you go. My dick is big enough. I'm a hunk. <laughs> All the women want me. All the women want me. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. I am an alpha man. I'm an alpha man. <laughs> you gotta say it powerful. I am an alpha man. <laughs> I am a hunk. What does Andrew Tate say? I'll fucking draw. I don't a blank know. I don't it. like Andrew Tate. I don't pay any attention. That's the to that affirmations man. I'm trying to get my bros. Even though there are no bros listening. No, just girls saying I have a giant dick and it's big enough. Say That's it. That's fine. Okay, we're done now. Okay. I uh, love you guys. Rate the podcast five stars. Uh, have the best week. Adios, motherfuckers. Bye.